morning and welcome to another episode, another season, another year of Iconic Freedom, the formula. We are setting a standard for accountability and responsibility, owning our choices, being able to respond to those choices, understanding our contribution in every interaction. Let each care for self and all will be cared for. This is you. I want you to watch this video. Been trained to be stupid. Check this out. The fleas are placed inside the jar and the lid is then sealed. They are left undisturbed for three days. Then, when the jar is opened, the fleas will not jump out. In fact, the fleas will never jump higher than the level set by the lid. Their behavior is now set for the rest of their lives. And when these fleas reproduce, their offspring will automatically follow their example. What I really like about that particular video is the reality of it. Uh, <laughs> Bongino's a little harsh. He's not really speaking to people of uh, an open-mindedness, uh, that type of thing. He really was addressing portions of his audience that he knows um, tend to lean a particular direction and tend to have less accountability and responsibility in their world. But the thing that I really want to bring out about this is the training of your mind. I mean, so I talked about this a little bit last week, that what happens when we have cognitive dissonance, when we understand that we've been lied to. And when we've been lied to, you know, we start to have that moment of, huh, I wonder what's going on there. And then if we're open to it, even just the verbalization or the internal authority that we basically navigate from, if we're able to sit there and say to ourselves, I need more information, remarkably, and, uh, you know, frankly, I don't know the mechanics of it, but, you know, life will bring that reality to you. But it's in the openness, in the welcoming of reality. Let reality be your friend. And when that starts to occur, then the house of cards starts to fall. Well, what's interesting about that particular demonstration, which I saw this yesterday, and I thought, this is, it's a little wicked, right? Because what it's showing you is that if you indoctrinate people, if you brainwash them, if you continue to fill their minds with ideas, especially ideas that are incorrect, that you are attempting to allow people a consequence-free lifestyle, but not by not accepting accountability and responsibility, by not owning your choices, by not being obligated to own your choices, and to have consequences, that responsibility, that ability to respond, if you're not doing that, and you're doing and you're actually not doing it from a very young age, imagine what it's going to be like when you get to be a teenager, and if you have your red pill moment, or you get to be an adult, and you have your red pill moment, what happens if you get into your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, and then you have your red pill moment? 
I mean, it can, for some people, it can be devastating. And then what seems to be overwhelming, I think, to a lot of people is, how do I get out of this? And in that understanding, now it depends on the constitution of the individual. Do they have the health or the fortitude to want to endeavor and to forge a life where, okay, I want to get rid of this. I want to clean this up. I don't want to be this individual who sees myself as a victim, who has to identify with every particular gender, blah, 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 that goes on in our society, every moment of wokeness. For me, I, remarkably, this happened around my 40s. Now, I had started my journey prior to that. However, it wasn't until I got to be about 40, 41, I think it was, that I had my own epiphany. I've talked about it on the podcast, you know, where I was down in New York and I was walking around Battery Park City. And I just had a conversation with my friend Karen and we were discussing something about accountability. And when I got off the phone, Something just opened up for me. And in that moment, I I can't even tell you, it was quiet. It was coming in on tiptoe, as the song would say. And I realized all the times in my life that I had not taken ownership of my choices. And instead, I attempted to blame other people. I blamed other situations. It was always somebody else's fault. And in those moments where I wasn't willing to be accountable, and yet people were attempting to hold me accountable, I would then get emotional about it. And I, you know, and honestly, I I still believe I was a jerk about it, you know, until I got straight with myself and I understood what was going on. And I had to go back at times and relook and to, you know, self-correct those areas of my life that I was actually doing that in. So it was kind of interesting. I, um, I really liked this demonstration because I think what it, it demonstrates, basically, is that when we are brainwashed, when we are hoodwinked, uh, which you're going to hear that phrase in a minute, uh, you know, when people are putting, you know, they're scamming us, they're shamming us on stuff, you know, we're, we're unsuspecting as children, right? We accept it because we look to the adults in the, in the room. We don't know that they're adults, but we look to them as the ones that are helping us in our survival, in our moment-to-moment survival. So when they say something, we're willing to take it and to assimilate it as fact. Well, what if it's not? What if those people are messed up? What if they're diseased in their mind? What if they're distorted in their reality and now they're trying to influence me in trying to influence you with this set of standards that they have for themselves that really don't hold accountability, that don't hold responsibility. And in that journey, you're going to find for yourself that it it can be overwhelming. Now, it can be overwhelming in some people's minds to the point where they don't even want to approach it. I, I, uh, I liken it to people that are overweight, and as they continue to be overweight in life, as they get older, I think they just give up. 
And I think that's what happens with a lot of people that don't want to be held accountable is at some point, it, to them, it just seems like, you know what, it's just not worth it. But what if you knew that by your own moments of accepting accountability, of going through that endeavor, that you are literally, literally changing the genetic code within your DNA and that it reverberates out to the society in which you exist, right? You drop the pebble in the pond, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. But what if you, what if you had a sense that that's what would occur? What if everyone just started making that choice to make those steps towards accountability? What could that do? How could we retrain ourselves to the point, you know, reconfigure our minds, restructure our minds, our DNA in a sense, so that this becomes a natural thing? Now, I've talked about crossing the threshold of consciousness, right? That when enough people start doing something, then everybody knows it. And my favorite example of that is Susan Boyle, right? Back in 2009, Susan Boyle was on, I think it was Britain's Got Talent, something. And she comes out there. I mean, she looks like a fra, a house fra, you know, and she is going to sing this song and nobody takes her seriously. And then this voice comes out. Well, when you get on YouTube at that time, it was it, it went viral in ways that I mean you couldn't even imagine. I would look at it daily, sometimes a couple of times a day, and it would be tens of millions of people until it crossed a threshold where now everybody knew it. Even if they didn't know who Susan Boyle was, they'd heard of Susan Boyle, or they had a sense that they had heard or they had thought about Susan Boyle. Well, what if everybody was looking to self, reflecting to self, their inner authority, taking accountability, owning their choices? What if each person cares for self, all are cared for, and imagine what that would do if it starts to reverberate out, not just to your household, to your family, to your community, to your city, to your state, to your nation, to your universe and the media frenzy the real danger is this people are actually already manipulating the visuals that are coming from these court documents they're manipulating them and they're making them look like they're something they're not and the, if you are willing to believe something without any of the real evidence without having examined it and actually understanding that it's not there then you're more likely to get hoodwinked into believing something that's not true and the danger about believing that is once you believe it you're probably going to hold on to that belief we're seeing that more and more. People get an idea that has been that that is not true. It was made on less than accurate information or not enough information at the time. Someone jumped to a conclusion and they hold on to it. And that's what I would ask you guys to do. You need to be evaluating all sources based on their proximity, their um their ability to actually suss out what is true and what is like opinion. And there's a lot of opinions here that are running around and none of them are particularly useful. So, for what it's worth, the Epstein stuff, I think right now is just a data point. It is one more paver on the on a long walkway that may result in accountability and likely results in almost nothing only because we know we live in the real world and we haven't seen very powerful people held to account. Does that not does it mean that there are uh, pedophiles that are running around and running our government? No, I don't think that's the case. Are there pedophiles that are part of our government that have a lot of power? Of course. So these are these th there's two different things that could be true at once.
to think that they are in charge of everything is sort of uh, foolish to me. And it doesn't square with reality. To think that there are people that are really evil, that have a lot of power, it'd be absurd not to think that. That's been the case since the beginning of time. So this is what I'm trying to, I'm just trying to set you guys so that as you go out there into social media and as you go out there into the, read the difference. So I like how um, Kyle Serafin, if you've been on this podcast before, you know that I've used some of his uh, clips before because he does some really great stuff. Um, a great breakdown of things. Uh, he's a former um, FBI, he's a whistleblower. And um, so, I mean, he's got a lot of information that I think is kind of cool. And I think it becomes interesting when people like him are able to contribute to a conversation in my mind like this because. He really is talking about logic and reasoning. Now, it is in our nature to be in harmony, to have everything in harmony. Basically, the more angry, the more hysterical, the thinking of an individual is very incongruent. I mean, they just become like a bunch of loudmouths. But the thing that's happening for a lot of people is... They're getting angry because there is an, an, an incongruence that's happening, and they know it. The reality you sense versus the reality you're told to believe. And for most humanity, for most humans, they really do have a sense. Now, I mean, if they're not, you know, if they're not terribly damaged, <laughs> in a sense, um, when they... When they have an idea of something, when they hear something, they see something, they will still have something within them that will have a discomfort, if you will, because they know that something's not right, you know, and they can tell that they're being fed a bunch of lies. And when you, me, when, when us average people are being taught to doubt our own senses and our judgment then what we wind up doing is we start looking outside of ourselves for all of our validation. We're always looking to experts and it becomes very difficult because then it becomes hard to and challenging to accept that we've been played and we've been lied to. And in the face of that, what choices have you made? Now, it does not exonerate the person that lied, clearly, um, they still are accountable for having done that. But once you're starting to have that realization, then you become accountable and responsible for kind of cleaning it up, if you will. Um, we'll begin with a quotation. Then candidate Barack Obama in July 2008, quote, It's like these guys, Republicans, take pride in being ignorant. They should go talk to some experts and actually make a difference, close quote. <laughs> well, talking to experts does make a difference. Uh, many of the great disasters of our time have been uh, committed by uh, experts. You, you may remember uh, FDR's brain trust, uh, which, according to later studies, uh, prolonged the depression by several years. Uh, the uh, whiz kids in the Pentagon under McNamara, who managed to mess up the, the Vietnam War. Uh, you can run through an impressive list of things, of disasters brought about by people with very high IQs. All right. 
Thomas Sowell is one of those people like Christopher Hitchens and Milton Friedman that I just, they are brilliant individuals. I could sit there and listen to them all day long. They are rich with history and knowledge and information. And to hear them tell the stories or to weave information in stories to help us understand things, it's remarkable. At some point, probably uh, during this year, I will take segments of Thomas Sowell and I'll bring that to the podcast because I enjoy it so much. And as a result, I hope you will as well. So one of the things that I really liked about that particular clip was When we're talking about knowledge and the accountability of obtaining information and knowledge, you know, when you've got a a president that's sitting there telling, you know, why don't they go to these experts? I have news for you. The experts don't know more than you do. Now, we can look at that and say, you know, there are experts that know certain things about engineering and, you know, building and all this other. That's not what we're talking about. In what I'm referring to, It's more about the expert of you, your own internal authority. What's fascinating to me is that so often people want to outsource this kind of stuff and they just, they, you know, they just get lazy. They just don't want to do it. They don't want to take care. They don't want to take the time. Uh, I was just talking to a colleague and I was saying that so often, again, when we understand and we recognize and realize where we are with something and that we need to clean it up then there are times where we're just like, eh, we throw up our hands and we don't do it. But the reality keeps metastasizing, right? Because it's not going to stop just because you want it to stop. Choices keep moving towards something or away from it. And the experts in your life should be yourself, right? You ought to be the expert in your life. Uh, Nobody else should know better for you than you. It's not like, you know, people in power have been accused of plagiarism. For, oh, look at this CBS News report by Connie Chung from years ago. Check this out. Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy. Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience? is the first in her family to ever go to college. Why is Gladys the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania and come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground and then come up and play football. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is, quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. The problem here is that Senator Biden told his audience he'd just been thinking about these things, and he failed to give any credit at all to his famous British speechwriter. You know, I was thinking on the way over here. (laughs) Now, that's a little too much, because, as you point out, what's behind the words? What's there? And a lot of people, the rap on Biden has always been that it's just a surface. I should have said... To paraphrase Neil Kinnock, it's the only time I didn't in all the times I've ever used it. But CBS News found a tape of a second instance. It reappeared in the New York Times with a new charge, that Biden had appropriated a famous litany from the late Robert Kennedy about what the gross national product cannot measure. It cannot measure the health of our children. The health of our children. 
the quality of her education, the quality of their education, the joy of their play, or the joy of their play. Why was the Jeffrey Epstein story such a kick in the balls for them? Because he had access and information and control of it. You see what happens when you lose control of information like the Harvard Die people did and the culture warriors on the left? The truth comes out that a lot of these people in the swamp and the cabal, like the president of Harvard and Joe Biden, are completely unqualified buffoons. There are two reasons why this Claudine Gay Harvard story freaks people out. And you're not hearing about this in the media. I'm telling you here. Number one, they tried the racism thing. Don't you dare talk about it. We'll call you a racist. And everybody gave them the middle finger. It's not working. And number two, she's not the only one, bro. There are tons of liberal die hires out there who are going to be caught up in this same thing once people start figuring out how deep the tentacles of this plagiarism scandal go. That's why the Associated Press and others wanted to shut this shit down. This is a brilliant clip. I have seen that particular uh, news story clip where it had several pieces to it that had to do with uh, the current President Biden and his plagiarism. And why am I bringing this up? Why is this part of the awakening? Because we don't know all of our history. We don't know what we don't know. So it becomes incumbent upon us, it is our accountability, that when we hear something, we don't have incredulity, we question it. We want to know what is the reality. We might see a clip of something on TV. How do we know that that hasn't been edited in such a way that it tells a story? It, tells, it doesn't tell the story. It tells a story, as Bongino would say. If you're an individual that you're not interested in politics or you don't find it interesting or fascinating, um, maybe you're not interested or fascinated by science, you know, there could be a whole litany of things out there. Okay, I, I kind of get that. But what is always interesting is your own life. So how can you apply this to your own life? One of the ways you can apply it to your own life is by doing your own research your own research when you are engaging in buying a home, your own research when you're engaging in deciding to date somebody, when you decide you're going to take a job. Uh, what do you know about all of these aspects of your life that are going to be very important to your life and will essentially be impacting your life? Because if you're taking accountability for your choices, that means the choice to research something, to figure it out, to have a greater understanding of it. It doesn't mean that everything is foolproof and magically everything works out. You're going to make choices, things will happen, outcomes will occur, and then you will make other choices. The beauty of your life is that you get to make choices when something presents itself. If it didn't go the way you had desired, then and you or you didn't like the outcome, now you can make another choice in another direction. But the responsible thing is, the accountable thing is, is that you made a choice. So when you're paying attention to your choices and you're conscientiously making a choice and then knowing for yourself, you don't believe it. You don't think it, you actually know it because you've done the background and the research. Wow, 
life will open up to you in ways you had never anticipated. And we are at the end of another podcast. It goes so fast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. If you wouldn't mind just hitting that like button, that would be fantastic. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, there's a link down below. I would be very honored to have your generosity for 2024. And if you have something you want me to cover on the podcast, just shoot me an email or put something down in the comments.